0: Welcome to the show grant what's on the painting table at the moment if you have a painting table at the moment
1: the painting table the painting table is a uh, some foam with my models from uh, i don't even remember the name of it uh, death watch overkill that's the name of the game uh and that's they've been those models been sitting there half painted for uh some time. <laughs> As I was saying to you. But um uh, that was where I'm, that's where I'm getting into um these contrast paints you were talking about and uh mm-hmm. seeing what I can do with those. Uh as it's a board game, just I was trying to go for a quicker job. And I was getting through it quickly while I was working with it, and then a baby came along. <laughs> and
0: uh Yeah, I know that I had one. to reprioritize, <laughs> yes. Um what age is the we one then?
1: uh he's uh 19 months now he's uh yeah yeah. dude just grand how's yours
0: yeah 10 months earlier than yours so she's nine months now so she's just about out for as long as she was in although (laughs) she did seem to be in for a while so (laughs) um but i feels like she's been here forever so um hi she'll she'll quickly overtake me in miniature painting ability i'm sure (laughs) so what like we're talking about the miniature painting there like um, and you're dabbling in the contrast paints up until up until now or more traditionally what's been your like talk me through the standard way that you'd go about painting a miniature
1: um okay so it was kind of the side of the box uh we're gonna maybe talk about blood bowl later but all those are the old games workshop um Side of the box instructions, or maybe even the manual. Use spray paint, put your put your base colours down. Uh, yeah, so prime base colours down, wash, dry brush, or ink. Back in the day, uh, wash and dry brush, and uh, Bob's your uncle. Um, a kind of mixture of. Uh, I then moved on to more recently when I was start when I was getting back into things. Oh, must be about 10 years ago now when I started getting back into into painting and uh that was when I started actually painting highlights on and actually painting in um well not so much the not so much the low lights the the shading but uh yeah that was see when you have to do a horse for the first time and those big areas just will not dry brush well uh that Mm -hmm. that was that was um that took some work, but uh, yeah, managed to managed to do okay with that, um and then, yeah, more recently, I've been mean, just Xenophil high highlighting like as you we were saying, okay, um, doing the darker paint underneath i uh, you skip when you when in your podcast, you skip straight to the to the highlighting, but I guess you spray paint black underneath yeah
0: yeah i did i not mention yeah. that yeah so it's it's the black then the um gray seed or the wreath bone on the top yeah
1: yeah that's really that's matched pretty much with those overkill models that i'm uh that are on a on a hiatus uh currently yes yeah, so that's exactly that's exactly the sort of thing i'm trying and then maybe go back to the maybe i'll go back to the faces uh with some actual painted on highlights
0: you were talking about the horses there in those big areas. I've found as well in my limited experience with the contrast paints, I struggle to put um, them over big areas. Like it just doesn't... And again, that might just be because I'm rubbish, but doesn't really look good over big areas.
1: No, I think that... And, and they, do sell it in ter- they do sell it in terms of getting over big Space Marine shoulder pads and things. It really... Uh, I think it, there's probably a way of doing it. it. It works in really weird ways. It doesn't settle like... Wet paint wood, even though that's exactly what it is, the wet paint. the uh, the magic seems to be in that medium uh, that 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 it that' it's dissolved that the pigment's dissolved in, and it pulls apart in weird ways. So there might be ways of doing it if you kind of yeah, you, you're not so much painting or as dragging it about and then seeing what it does. So maybe just kind of pulling it away from the raised areas and into the bits and bobs. i I think they're probably just. I mean, I've seen people do it. You you see the you see the heavy metal painters managing to to get good results out of that. So it must be doable. But I would, uh, yeah, probably going back with a closely matching, slightly lighter paint and actually having to paint those paint those highlights on, which ain't great. Use you want you want to just go in with one thick coat, as they say.
0: Yeah, are you are you a paint thinner? Are you do you put a bit of water in there? Do you use a palette in that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've been using uh, I've been using the wet palette for a wee while now. Uh, is it that's... a
0: dedicated? Is it a bought one or did you make it?
1: Nah, it's uh, it's just a cobble uh, frequently cobbling them together every other time I sit down because I can of have lost it under something. Uh, it's a just piece like uh mm, like basically yeah, the top of a top of margarine tub uh, sat on it with a one of those cellulose sponges and uh. You know the, the cloth sponges, uh, thinner ones, and the greaseproof paper bunged, uh, wrapped around that, and then yeah, keeps your paint wet. You go through less paint because they don't just dry on your dry in your little palette. Uh, it doesn't so much work with wash because wash seems to draw up more moisture from the sponge uh through the paper and it gets wet very quickly. Um I don't did I do that? I don't think I did that with the contrast because you don't want water in your contrast paint, you want medium. Uh, so mm-hmm. I didn't actually do it with that. Uh, I think you just got a little dimple palette. But then you go through so much of the stuff that it doesn't you don't wind up with this stuff pulling at the bottom of your on the bottom of your palette anyway. Because it's you're weakening it up off the uh out, out of the palette and onto your brush pretty darn quick anyway. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you have to go back back for another pot pretty soon.
0: <laughs> Aye, they, they don't last as long, do they? Do you do you still uh, do you keep up with games workshop like um you know White Dwarf these days or that?
1: That pretty much has been my hobby for the last little while. Uh is is yeah, keeping up is going on Twitter and uh listen listen to podcasts like your own. Uh um uh, I'm on the g w mailing list just looking at the kind of the the miniature porn really that's that's what it's been um uh i mean part of it is this war games aren't quite my thing i like i like miniature uh miniature board games is 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 more my kind of thing when you're a little bit more limited in in the collection and also in how the models move around. But still, with that, mm-hmm. with a really nice, with a really nice presentation that you get from having minis on the board.
0: What are some of your favourite miniature board games?
1: Um, so going going back, I mean, the first one was 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 Hero Quest, which I don't know. Uh, I I know our our common common acquaintance Colin has a uh, has gotten the new version, which he's uh, played a couple of games of. Yeah, looking back, thinking back, I don't know if I I did. No, I did play when I was an adult. I did play Hero Quest. That's still 20 years ago. Um, And uh, yeah, it was fun in terms of the spectacle of putting the models on the board. I don't know if the uh, rules were all that um, uh, satisfying in the end. Uh, the, The most recent one I've gotten was oh, and you should actually speak to this person, Mark McKinnon is uh, or to give his, his uh, proper name in in our podcasting circles is uh, Mark McKinnon of uh, Wreck and Ruin fame. Actually, he doesn't even get a surname. He's Mark of Wreck and Ruin fame. Uh, he's he's around all the gaming conventions in Scotland or was when I would go to such things and when they, when they existed. Um, they're existing again, but I'm not going to them uh yet. Uh but um Wreck and Ruin is a game about uh especially like Mad Max and the battlefield on, on the on the on the tabletop. Um played on hexes when you got um, various different uh various different vehicles. And it's amazing what he's managed to achieve. I think it was th- he got the Kickstarter third time round he, he got it kickstarted. Um and it's a game with uh, nice Nice components, good miniatures, uh which have all of all I've done to them is uh paint paint them in a base color and a dry brush over them. So they're very much um, plain pieces. But you can see all the details they the really nice minis and it's a pretty uh madcap kind of um beer and pretzels game. I was I was playing that a couple of weeks ago, um played with Colin actually, and uh yeah, that way found that good fun.
0: Is that what you like about the board game? The fact that you can, you've got it all self-contained, and you get out, and it's pretty clear what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played. I mean, I played quite a lot of Warhammer the eighth, eighth edition. Uh, came in uh, near the end of seventh. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'd been re- sort of uh, reading a few White Dwarfs when I was uh, when I was twelve, but that was to get stuff for uh, Advanced he- Advanced um, Hero Quest, and. Um, uh you would see all the uh, i never really sort of prioritized that it was, it was kind of daunting you know you've got you've gotta have like um dozens of models that would have been back in the day um in eighth edition where I could actually afford uh, afford an army the the models count had kind of gotten bigger i mean uh joe who you've had on before is one of my best pals and he is uh he's got a skaven army that's hundreds hundreds of models in 28 mil (laughs) amazing it's an amazing spectacle to see on the battlefield um but the whole thing of um yeah using uh, tape measures and um having sort of a full full range of movement actually i mean obviously I, I, i play war pack um uh um I played war pack a lot joe's game and that is that is better it's it's it knocks out a lot of a lot of the nonsense that you get from uh from from the rank and flank war games like like warhammer fantasy battles well basically, warhammer fantasy battles but um uh yeah i do still prefer that that limit thing you get out of the box you put it down you you know where you can kind of see your options and you can move this many squares. You can shoot them that, that far. You can heal this much. Uh, it's it's quite uh, like that. It's quite nice. Just to give us a picture then, like you talked about hero quest there.
0: So was hero quest your gateway drug? And then did did you, you, you kind of talked about getting back into things. So kind of talk us through your timeline, if you like.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so fighting, fighting fantasy was the gateway drug the uh the, the, yeah the the game books the ones i actually preferred of the what the game books you know the solo adventure game books the ones i preferred were the ones with the running storyline but you know the, the way people explain it, it certainly the uk think of the us it would be uh choose your own adventure books here it was he was fighting fantasy that was kind of what was called and that was the original with the steve jackson and dean livingston and yeah, the those green spines you would go into be John Menzies in Scotland and uh go, go to the kiddies section and the young young adult section, it would be these walls of green spines with all the with all the titles on be like you just want all of them and um yeah uh, in my in my advanced years i've gone on ebay and i now have all the green spines every single one even even the one that costs (laughs) like 80 quid (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's one of the worst ones as well (laughs) apparently I'm still working my way through them. Uh, So, yeah, are
0: you you playing them all, like, properly, if you like? Because I just used to win every fight and just read through them, yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah, but now when I do play them, when I do play them, I, I play them properly. I always did. I was always that kind of kid. Well... I tell myself it was. If I felt something really unfair, then I would uh, flick on back. I mean, yeah, I've been to—I've actually—I've been to a talk by um, Ian and I've seen lots of interviews with him as well, and he always—he um, he always said everyone uses the five finger bookmark, as he called it. He would see people yeah, uh, using it on the train in the eighties. Uh, so he's—he's uh, um, he's got no problem with me with us using it. We just call it continues. Continues, I, right.
0: I don't want to derail us from your hobby journey but a quick question have you ever played, um, it's not a miniature game but it's a board game, a box game uh, Escape the Dark Castle you ever come across that? Because it totally <laughs> reminds me of those books
1: uh yeah i think that's deliberate on the designer's part for escape the dark castle yeah yeah Actually, it's weird. I, really I played like that it. i played that two player didn't like it and then we played it with i think it's only supposed to go up to four players but we played it with five players anyway and it was awesome mm-hmm. i absolutely loved it yeah. really really old school the pen and ink art just yeah, love that um, aye. yeah got yeah, a, nice uh, homage Absolutely. It was that that really that kind of claustrophobic dark feeling from going around a dark dungeon. Uh and you're all like rat catcher and <laughs> what I, the character I classes are.
0: Somebody's impressive, yeah. And
1: I'm the cook. Um, yeah.
0: So was it was it fighting fantasy on a Hero Quest then? Is that how it worked? For hero
1: Quest, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh when I sort of roped in roped in a pal on my brothers to to uh go through the go through the um the missions space crusade is a similar with a similar story after mm. that and uh yeah i that was when i started painting um really really badly with bad brushes and the citadel, citadel paints oh you're talking about the citadel paints um if you do want to keep using the old Citadel paints citadel paints they are you they are still making those or somebody's still making those Uh, It's a company called Cote d'Arms. I have no idea what language it's supposed to be in, but it's Cote, then D apostrophe arms.
0: Bretonian.
1: Yeah, Bretonian. that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Fake French. Uh um uh yeah, so they're still making those paints if you if you have a particular colour. I think they're still making all the blood red and ev- and everything like that. And, and not even the not even the hexagon paint the hexagon pots that you used, but the pre-hexagon paints uh, the, yeah. the, when it was just the cylindrical, uh the syrin- cylindrical, if I can get the word out, uh paints, uh paint pots, uh like the really old school ones. They cover the nice um uh rip-off um Plastic mm-hmm. tab. Uh so yeah, there's those those that company's still making them. I think they were the company that made it in the first place. Um, I'll just get
0: something to smell. Just smell them all day.
1: Yeah, apparently smell. I <laughs> no, I remember. In fact, I don't need to remember. I still have some of my nineteen ninety-two paints sitting around. Hundreds of them. Uh where were we? Yeah, that was where I started start painting. I have some disastrous paint jobs sitting in a sitting in a plastic box. I mean as I was saying to you before we started recording this, I'm, I'm thinking as we're going through this, I'll talk about how should I? question is, should I keep all this stuff? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you, you do still have everything then from your childhood, if you like?
1: No, I mean, Hero Quest got so wrecked. I have it's all, all, we have, all I've got is some miniatures. Okay, I mean, that, that's not too bad. Space Crusade, it went out. Um, it went out in the, the the time in between, like like we uh, like I was alluding to there, uh, b- between kind of uh, university and then um, oh, sorry, two thousand three to two thousand tenish, which which was when I really wasn't playing at all, um, and yeah, things went out. My advantage, you know, uh, after. Well, after Space Crusade and Blood Bolt, it's uh, for Space Crusade and Hero Quest. Okay, are are two boxes that I still have, and that's not a question. I will not get rid of them. Uh, I went for my twelfth birthday. Went to went on we went on a trip from Inverness to Edinburgh, uh, to visit. Well, partly to visit Games Workshop, uh, <laughs> and that was, and also to visit. Uh, yeah, there was a Star Trek exhibition on in Edinburgh. Uh, that Double kitty. Oh, double geekery! All the geek. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got uh, like that was when I got Blood Bowl with expansions. I got Space Hulk with expansions. It was a uh, very formative, uh, very formative trip. That uh, both games are still. Have, I mean, Blood Bowl has had several editions since. So, Space Hulk, but I didn't need any more editions of Space Hulk. It's so nicely contained. There were there were expansions which I've still not gotten around to. I've only, it's only been. Thirty years. I might. I might get into playing with the expansion. The expansion soon uh, that I've actually owned for all that time. Uh, so did but, did you did you own
0: Space Hulk and Space Crusade? Then
1: I did. Yes, and to start with, because yeah, it was the bling that got me from for for Space Crusade all the different aliens and with no explanation as to why they're all fighting uh, <laughs> on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> uh whereas uh, as I got older, I was like, oh no, Space Hulk is a better there's only one there was only one type of alien. Uh and mm-hmm. it was coming it was coming to get the Marines and they realized as I play more, more I was like, oh this is this is the game, this is the really good game. Uh the first the first box was just like here's you either got one or two squads. That's that's the difference between your forces as the Marines. The gene stealers have lots of gene stealers. Uh hardly any of the hardly any of the missions are what you'd call balanced between the two sides. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's, it's asymmetrical. Um that isn't important as long as it's 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 fun. That first mission for the Marines. I don't know. Have you played Space Hog?
0: No, I've never actually played it, no.
1: Yeah, well worth well worth picking up. Um, it would have to be eBay now or on the computer. Um, it's um, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, that's a really good game. You you got like the battle between the Terminators who are struggling to turn more than one corner in one turn, and the Gene Stealers going around, surrounding, uh, lurking about before um, pouncing in a huge stream. Very thematic. The designer um died recently, which is a shame to hear. Uh, but um yeah, that was that's that's as a game that just seemed to keep getting better as I got older. Um from there was on to Advanced Hero Quest. Uh so yeah those two big boxes uh stay stay in my collection. Uh Advanced Hero Quest and Advanced Space Crusade came next and yeah Advanced Hero Quest played a few games of that with my pals. Um it's it was yeah that that is good fun the the models that it came with just didn't support the actual game. it was really to get you to buy more metal models, and yeah it couldn't be couldn't really be done with that, yeah. You know, I was a kid, I didn't have you know my own money and stuff uh, mm-hmm. to sort of it would be it would be birthday presents, so there'd be other things to get um advanced space crusade that wasn't great, <laughs> but you deal what was I tried it advanced to, about it. Lots and lots of rules. Um lots <laughs> of rules. I, I I'm I'm going back in memory because this is a box that did go out. Um this is a box that did go out um um in the in-between times. Uh again kept kept some of the models. The the original Tyranid Warriors, which there are there isn't even an, an equivalent of now, I don't think, in the in the Warhammer uh collection. Um, but you could throw down all your space crusade models. The problem was it, it was kind of a campaign system, so you'd start in the morning and I you know there were there was a lot of rules for like a 13-year-old it was uh, to to handle. There was only I think it was I think it was actually supposed to be 14 to play it. <laughs> and uh there was a lot there was a lot to handle. I've read things later that say it wasn't wasn't that great. I think I was yeah, it was kind of a campaign game, but you had to have like cards on a table. To go between the different missions, so yeah, it took me too long to play, uh, at least. And that—that that was it. That was all the games I played at school. Still have all these plastic models um, from from these boxes, uh, kind of either either nicely packed away in foam or or, or sitting in a case. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, I'd done a bit of role playing at that time. There was like the Advanced Fighting Fantasy the the you know someone would run and we'd have a game of that was basically you know a gm playing a pen and pencil um uh role-playing game uh but yeah it was when i went to uni that i really started um role-playing i got into the uh into the society at uh university gias who still run their um convention every year compulsion that's what it's called um we're playing all sorts of different things because because we're in the in the society. We played uh, Star Wars was a long running campaign with the old D6 system, uh, second edition and third edition um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, yeah, this is where we started playing our long running. Um, what's it called? Role Master uh, campaign but you're all about the miniatures I don't know if you want to hear too much about role playing
0: Yeah it's, it's not something I know a huge amount about um, I've heard Colin talking about um, this famous long running game um,
1: That's the one, yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it's been going how long? Well, since uni, since so ninety, uh, well, I played my first game in it uh, in first year. So I was ninety-seven, so only the only the quarter century. Christ, <laughs> your, your characters will be dying old age before they get killed <laughs> by like, any actual well, I was, baddies. I was three years younger than my character when I started. I'm now probably like, uh, yeah, I'm probably about tw- at least twenty years older. Uh, am I? Um, just like coming on 20 years older he's a young he's a is young it? boy is jeffrey hardonia i didn't pick the surname <laughs> <laughs> that was that was our i, said, I want on a night called i want to be a knight called jeffrey and then matt says okay his name's hardonius huh?
0: excellent <laughs> Do
1: you have a cousin called biggest <laughs> <laughs> how
0: many of you are sort of in, the, in the party then
1: uh, four man party that's uh, uh, Colin, Joe and David and me and they'll, the they'll just
0: be like four old men now because they've been going about that much The knees will be done in all that <laughs> walking
1: all the um, battling you seem to have had like several several uh, several battles to the death in, in, in uh, sort of a 24 hour period and then do it again tomorrow <laughs> So during that sort of during those uni days,
0: was that when you kind of were out of the miniature game scene, or um, when when did that gap happen?
1: Yeah, and for that, yeah, that would that would kind of be it. And then um, it would be like I would get together with my brother. Really, that'd be it. Uh, we'd play uh, maybe one of our pals every now and then. Uh, you know, if I was going to a brother, I'd bring along. Blood Bowl, Space Hulk. We play Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl and Space Hulk, or they'd be sitting it, or we're both at the uni or both away from home. Then uh, we'd go, we'd go home to Inverness and we'd play Blood Bowl and Space Hulk. Those two boxes would would, would come out again and again, um, uh, like there was like there was nothing going on in gaming apart from that, and that suited us just fine. Uh, then in oh, about two thousand and ten, I started playing. I started playing Warhammer i had i had some money i had a nice i had a nice job and my pals were all kind of getting their collections together and uh yeah i picked up a dark elf army um yeah the spectacle of getting uh getting 100 models on on the table is 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 something pretty awesome uh it really is just nice to see when when I'd when I first got on a painted force on the table. There's, yeah, it's it's just something to kind of behold and be proud of. And I don't know if 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 I were just to paint minis, it's a nice thing to do. But usually, the, you know, what's the first thing you do when you paint a miniature when it's all done?
0: Um, I, I, I suppose nowadays it's take a picture, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and then it goes in a box, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I goes in a wee case or yeah, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh,
1: yeah. it's, it's when it's when you get I mean, you know, um uh it, yeah, a couple of pals have um like nice glass cases to put things in. I still have plans for still have plans for one in my house, but generally it just goes away and it it, it would look nice in the case, but when it really looks nice is in the terrain and that mm. is that's when you that's when you're playing a game. Uh, that's when you get to really showcase, and you put up, put up against someone else's, uh, put up against someone else's army sitting across the field. You've got uh, uh, lovely hills and buildings for them to to be in amongst, and it's kind of, kind of, sort of a diorama that plays itself out. And that's that's the really cool thing about uh, that's the really cool thing about war games. Um, then I got a chaos army after that, so a chaos warriors army, and uh, now I've got. Now I'm not doing so much uh of the big war gaming I've got two and a few enormous under 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 bed boxes now sitting in 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 the loft <laughs> just uh,
0: just take, taking us back there like so you had that gap away and then suddenly mm. you decide. I'm going to get into Warhammer and you go going to buy an army. Like talk me through first the thought process that led you to making that decision. And then the experience Did you go to like the shop and go in and buy it all there. Like what, how did that sort of all pan out?
1: Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all my friends were doing it. That was the thing. And, That's uh,
0: drugs, drugs, and it? Or, um, yeah, peer pressure. Alcohol.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all my friends were doing it. And yeah, I had the money to actually buy, yeah, a hundred odd models. Uh, yeah, I had a group of people going to the. Oh, we're, actually, that was it. The catalyst was we're gonna we're gonna we're starting a campaign. We're playing a campaign, and uh, Joe of Prince, and Dar- of Prince of Darkness uh, Games fame is. Um, I uh, put together these these rules. They're based on his role-playing game about um, about boxing called Contenders. And he called this rule set uh, Pretenders. Uh, so in, you, we played, um, you play rounds of the game and sometimes you fight a battle. Sometimes you would kind of essentially have a scene and we kind of wrote, wrote, wrote up these uh, these scenes we would, we would have. So we'd be kind of, Interacting with with other characters, um, going on missions, just describing what you describing what you did, and someone would draw some cards to tell you whether you're successful or not, in you know, drumming up more resources or um, uh, establishing establishing um, characters uh, in your army, um, which is. Yeah, so we're sort of mixing up the role-playing and the and the miniature wargaming there. So it was a super narrative. It wasn't like one of these campaigns where you get a map. Uh, it, w- it was, yeah, completely narrative. Um, so, yeah, I think you might be able to find those rules in the Prince of Darkness uh, games website. If that's still up and running, I think uh, <laughs> I'll have a look. Uh, but, yeah, that, that that was a really good way into it. And I played a few campaigns uh, with that as we were uh, um, building up our armies. You see, yeah, there's that sort of connection to the role playing uh, again, and then, yeah, I mean, Warhammer died, <laughs> which they did tell us was what's going to happen. Nobody believed them. They said <laughs> yeah, the world is going to end, gods will die, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's just that's just movie trailer speak."
0: Yeah, and they did it, and it did. <laughs> Yeah, and you you were obviously, because see, I wasn't around then, you know, that was during my, my gap period, so I didn't know, but yeah, so you were actively playing it at that point and uh, then the whole thing got blown up.
1: Yeah, I hadn't long been to, hadn't, hadn't been long since it had been to um, Warhammer World uh, for the for 8th edition tournament. Um, yeah, I know, I know there was a lot of Doom saying about um, Age of Sigmar and and it was a terrible release. It was it was awful. <laughs> I remember, I remember just um, downloading the downloading the rules. Free rules, great. Let's see how it works. Oh, I've got I've got my dark elf army book for free. Right, where are the points values? There the, there are there are none. And it's like okay. Well, how do I know how to put an army together? It's like have a conversation with your opponent. Hmm. Now it's probably better for someone experienced like myself who knows that there should be hundreds of skavens on on a battlefield so you can get a rough idea there um but even or, or you know very few chaos warriors because they're big and mean so you have fewer of them on on the, on the battlefield but you're kind of like designing half the game there it's not that i'm looking for like i said with space hulk with where you've got a um you don't need you can have an asymmetrical game, that can still be fun. But you don't want to spend you know, when you're playing with hundreds of miniatures, that's physically it's physically difficult to get it get you and your partner to the same table, put all the stuff on the table. Um work out the rules of this new game, play it, then realize this is no fun because one side is completely stomping over the other. And uh then it's over you know, you spent an uh half an hour getting the game set up and um, work out the rules, um 20 minutes playing the squash match and then oh it'll take me it was not really enough time to start again so we'll put it away again. You can't really do that with miniatures game, I I I think you need some sort of some sort of rough guidelines.
0: Did you know that, just like every other podcast out there, this show has its very own Patreon? But this is no ordinary Patreon. It's actually the worst Patreon ever. That's right, there's no rewards, no extras, no bonus content, no early access, no shoutouts and no thank yous. I'll just take the money and quietly get on with making the show. Not that there's any money to take, because hardly anyone's pledging to the thing. Like I say, it's the worst Patreon ever. Find it at bedroombattlefields.com slash worst patreon ever. That's all one word. Worst Patreon ever. Now back to the show. So what when you were like well, when you bought your first army when you came back and then when you were buying stuff up to the point where they blew the world up, were you going into the shop to buy stuff or were you ordering it
1: online or what? <laughs> Actually, yeah, sorry, I, I, that was a previous question, which I apparently went off on a tangent from. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I did go into the shop for a few things. Um, uh, when I was this? When I was up in Aberdeen. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I went into the shop and, yeah, really friendly, um, kind of help you get, you get from them. I did do a lot of eBaying um, for starting a whole army. You've, and, um, yeah, for starting a whole army, uh you want to cut corners and save 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 money when when you can so there's a lot of second hand stuff a lot of dettol used to get uh, stuff off of my plastic miniatures never used dettol on resin i've got a uh, uh, a floppy hero miniature uh, somewhere it's sort of, um it's sitting somewhere no i binned it cuz i completely destroyed it with dettol um but it works fine with uh with plastic um uh a lot of stuff that was painted over because it wasn't because it wasn't destroyed by some kid um, um, splotting paint straight out of the pot onto it um but yeah no ebay's your friend there um uh and yeah but i went to the shops for some individual things especially i was looking for advice
0: i just kind of wonder how the shops must have been when the whole warhammer end times happened like you know what it must have oh, been yeah. like for the poor folk that worked in the shop, because obviously they didn't make the decision, but they would have had to be positive about it, and a lot of I them probably to... didn't.
1: Yeah, I think I might have told the sto- a bit of the story just now though about that, because um, it was older people playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle. I think, I, I think, you know, and there are folks who are savvy enough to go in the second-hand market and, and get stuff uh and 40k was was most of the most of their business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so so you
0: think the I mean, folk hanging about the shop would have been just younger folk who didn't care as much about what happened
1: to warhammer i think because uh, i think when you when you go when you when i went in you would only see you would really only see 40k happening really um you know you know it's actually possible to play a game with a with a with a small number of models 40k i guess um two ranks of, like one rank of of guys standing five by one and then another a, a couple of more standing two by one grids it's it's it, you don't get that spectacle on the on the on the table and it's you got really you got complicated rules of how to move around um yeah I don't miss it. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest <laughs> the whole wheeling thing uh where everyone has because you have to keep everybody in 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 grids anyway sorry, I'm digressing a bit, but um, I think it was an older person it was an older person game was um one of fancy battles, especially towards the end and um I don't know if they'd really have to field that many pair questions from the people who were in in the store. I don't think they actually. I don't think Games Workshop actually supported Warhammer Fantasy Battle. I think there was one army book in, in the first two years um, uh, of of the last edition coming out. The um, 40k had. I've read a few good 40k novels that are really fun. The the fantasy novels are all in, written like an army book, like they're all in. Um, there's no no quotation marks in the whole in a lot of the books. So like the story of Nagash is entirely told as a sort of the voice of God. There's no you don't actually hear anyone speak. Um you just sort of described what's happened, like in scripture. Uh they yeah, there's no models and no army releases in in the first couple of years. You're just waiting for what what's going on. So you had like dwarves and you had dwarfs and um yeah, Colin had Dwarfs and Joe had Wood Elves, and they hadn't had an army book since sixth edition, and that went on and on till near the end of seventh, um, sorry, near the end of eighth. So, um, yeah, all of this is, yeah, I don't think they their heart was in it, to be perfectly honest. So, um, yeah, but then now there's the now there's the the this new edition coming out, and that's. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't yeah, think what we'll do you make it, of that? Um, I, you had an episode of this, didn't you? Um, mm, somebody well, we've knows that about a lot more a few than I things. would. Yeah, it's what? What are you going to need? I mean, you're going to the models are more expensive than ever now. Um, even accounting for inflation. And they won't do the thing. Oh yeah, that's what your guest said, wasn't it? That it'd be really good to have like monopoles, just quick things out of the bag, good to go, Um, which is what you need or even, and they said they won't put it in the smaller models. They could do smaller models. I mean, 28 millimeter was, they started using 28 millimeter when plastic miniatures looked like Dog poo, <laughs> you know. Whereas now you can fit so much, so much detail on it. You could put, you could put more in a sixteen, you know, fifteen mil miniature than you could in the olden days in a twenty-eight millimeter miniature. So it would seem logical to put it down. So you, you know, it seemed logical to go that way. But they're not doing that. So it's going to cost. I mean, it's costing like what six pound a miniature? Is that about the minimum? Of like four pounds a miniature at least for like a man-sized. Mini, and you can have. either stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be five hundred pounds in basic infantry if you're going to have a hundred models on the table.
0: What's your opinion on the modern GW aesthetic of the miniatures?
1: Um, I got the first box set for. I got the first box set for, um, Age of Sigmar, and um. I was looking at how would go about painting actually I've I've got I actually did paint some stormcast eternals the 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 poster boys of the game uh and I I painted the ones for um Shade spire the Warhammer Underworlds game the first box um and the iconography they have on them is they have they have hammers on them because they're the, the hammers of Sigmar they got lions on them no, oh, no, sorry. Those are those are um, not lines. They're 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 dragon designs on them. Okay, and they got the twin-tailed comet on them as well. It's very very busy. You're definitely you're not going to use it for something else. It's be very difficult to to sort of stick that in the frost grave because you just point it going a stormcast eternal. It's got three different types of iconography on it, so it's hard to uh, and and yeah, it takes a while to paint as well. Um, so. I, I like I like it it looks very stylish um, I think in terms of hero models great to paint to get the your rank and file on for a slightly bigger game uh, is gonna be a lot of effort for when you stand three feet away from it is gonna be just your know, shapes and shapes and colors and you're not gonna see all the little you know, all these little things that you would do when you take a picture of a miniature looks different from doing the, the, the three feet test where where you're you're standing back and see how good does this army look. Um the the awesome of the artwork is amazing heavy metal uh <laughs> uh um awesomeness and uh yeah like I say them so the miniatures and the art they're great. You would probably only play Warhammer with them because they're distinct and, and that's you know for powerful for legal reasons uh so they can own own their intellectual property and why not get credit uh for for things that are are yours um it's just a shame that it wouldn't be. You, you're struggling to pick that up to, to do something else with. And if I'm painting a miniature, I'd like to have it there for if I want to uh, go with Frostgrave or stick it into Dungeon Saga or um, even to have something that isn't Warhammer to play with Warpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you're kind of trying to decide, you design your own thing. Uh, big guys in armor. Maybe they're not chaos warriors, but they've all got the the chaos symbols, just just draped in all these different symbols. Um, yeah, good in itself, but hard to use elsewhere. Would be the mm-hmm. would be my uh, summation of that
0: couple of points I, I definitely wanted us to have on um well f- first and foremost we've talked a wee bit about painting uh you mentioned before we started recording that you had some feedback for me on what i talked about on my last episode oh, yes. um, <laughs> basically me breaking paints so um right, to en- enlighten me please grant
1: I've Well, I've already said about um, Coat D'Arms, you can get those paints if you want them. Uh, there are a couple of points where, oh yeah, I've broken Army Painter sprays before as well. Um, and I did actually swear off them. But then I tried them again because I, I wanted to use up the ones I had. Yeah, it, it, you get this thing where they're, they go quite, you can get like a furry finish, which ruins your miniature. Um, the thing is with Army Painter is it says on the box and people don't believe them. But it does say on the 10 you've got to spray like really close up. Now that doesn't stop your your, that doesn't stop your spray from getting clogged. And if you, it's kind of a thing of as soon as you see that that, as soon as you see that uh, thing getting clogged, you just got to chuck that cap away and it's gone. But then you said it happened with the second one, um, and then you've I'm been. And then you, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, well maybe. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I wouldn't if I'd had that experience. I wouldn't go with it again. Um, warming up your cans helps. Um, uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I here's the knowing knowing the physics of gases like I do as a, as a physics graduate. Um, I would definitely uh, consult the maximum uh, temperature on the side of the can and not exceed that. So we have exploding gases, exploding cans, um, but war a. Uh, Recent, more recently uh I've, I've put army painter spray cans in, in in a warm sink uh of water and that has uh that's made things flow very well and i hadn't I, I then so for years after i had those problems with, this, with the cans that did actually work or just go to halfords oh, for massive cans massive cans of paint uh wouldn't do that that they can be they're quite matte finish on the Halford's primers uh so that probably wouldn't work very well with the um the, the the contrast paints uh but you get a nice smooth finish off of the official ones so I do actually have used the official the the official um primers for for contrast it uses contrast primers that's what you call them, contrast primers uh so I've, I've used those and they've worked well um another thing with the um it, do you see why why those paint pots, the the new GW paint pots, are that shape?
0: No, no, I don't know.
1: They're shaped like bolter rounds. So rather than right. being being there to be good for carrying paints, like you said, as we've been making containers to carry liquids for centuries, um, this this is again using their IP. They're 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 made to look like rounds that go into a space breeze bolter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I, uh, so um but one trick and it works with other brands of paints as well within the um even even perhaps a little bit with those hex pots um get a little bit of blue tack which the hobbyist friends and stick it at the back so that the paint leans forward towards you when you open it up and mm-hmm. then it tends to drip a little bit more into the pot rather than it's out the back that's the problem isn't it that little mm-hmm. Yeah, of lip that sits inside then drips straight down down the back of your pot especially using one of the base paints is that what they're calling that? yeah the base paints then that mm. stuff dries hella quick fills it yeah. in yeah F- fills in the gap that the lid's supposed to go into leaves an air hole <laughs> dries out your paints inside and uh it's an almighty mess no it's not it, they're not the Best design, but that just honestly a little bit of blue tack will, will help you out there because the paints are very nice. I'm annoyed that they discontinued all those colors, which I was using to paint hundreds of hundreds of miniatures, and maybe wanted to paint a dozen more. Um, mm-hmm. and I had to reformulate my um all my painting recipes. Um but um, they are nice. I've gotten a few since since I got over my rage. And uh, yeah, they're <laughs> very, really good for strong, vivid colours, um, much more than uh, Vallejo, who I've also used. Uh, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll report back on I'll I'll try some of these wee tips, and um, maybe in a couple episodes' time, I'll be able to talk about how I've become a master painter. I've got myself an <laughs> Instagram and loads of followers. In fact, I'm on TikTok. Tic tac. I'm on tic-tac showing miniatures. Really good painted miniatures.
1: <laughs> where uh, all the cool stolen? where all the cool miniature painters are going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you do
1: we make um, we your miniatures do a wee dance?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cat cat face on them. Just a like a beastman <laughs> with a cat face. <laughs> um one of the other things, Grant, that we just wanted to, to kind of touch on was talking about, like, because um, we were chatting again before we started recording about um me finding that Space Crusade Commodore game. Mm. um So, like, if you've got loads of stuff um that you've played over the years, do you have a system for, like, what you keep and what you give away or what you sell?
1: I don't know. Um, well, basically, if, I'm, if I think I'm never going to play this, I would. Do it. Yeah, if I think I'm never going to play with this, then then it, it goes, um, which I've done with very few things. Uh, I did. Oh, that was. I played a wee bit of um, Dreadball off of Mantic Games for a while, Um like mm-hmm. the Kickstarter, but I bought it afterwards and I was fine, but they realized it was just really it wasn't as fast as it kind of pretended to be and you had to move the referee every single turn it was just yeah just a lot of things about it were fiddly i got annoyed with it um and i sold my only painted models that i've ever sold i made a profit so it must be okay <laughs> actually added to the value rather than somebody wanting to buy them to, <laughs> to, to strip it, it straight away. Them, yeah yeah um those are the only ones, those are the only miniatures I've ever sold. Were a couple of uh, a couple of dreadball teams, everything else I'm keeping on, uh, keeping a hold of, and it's uh, currently um, the, uh, up in the loft. I'm thinking, uh, you know, will I use this or not use it? All of a lot of it is stuff that I could use for whatever game, like I said, I've I've, I've I have used all you Chaos Warriors in um. Pull them out for Dungeon Saga, for um, uh, Frostgrave. Um, I really want You've uh, if, if piqued my interest even more in um, Rangers of Shadow Deep. You know, play, play Shadow Deep, is that what it's called? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, really, really, I'm Shadow really
1: enjoying Deep. those episodes with, with yourself and Robert. Um, uh, but um, yes, yeah, so I want to, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking. Well, when when would you get rid of stuff do you have stuff that you do you have like a a collection you do have a collection of things from um the olden days like your, your Krell and all this is 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 there anything you'd wanna when do you get rid of stuff well like, I, I guess I you're not going to get a, you're not going to pick up a commodore 64 again
0: yeah those days are gone i guess i'd get an emulator or something if i yeah. if i ever wanted to um but yeah, a, a lot of this stuff um just vanished for me. So I had like I had Warhammer um mm. third edition, third edition the goblins and the high elves. Is that right? That's that really
1: before my time.
0: Hi. <laughs> well, that I had the box of that. I had forty k, um, blood bowl. They all God knows where all they went. And then um, but I did find some stuff. But then stupidly, like, when I got back into the hobby, I found all my old Battlemaster stuff, and I was like, I'm never going to use this, and I sold it. And I kind of regret that, because, you know, there was some, um, they were all monopause and that, but I, I, I kept, like, one or two of them and enjoyed painting them. So I wish I'd kept more of that. Um, yeah, it's that fear,
1: fear of missing out when, mm-hmm. when it's stuff you already have.
0: It's yeah.
1: Because I've, I've, got, I've got all these armies, that I will play... We'll definitely be playing some Pack with, with with them. But, you know, some, some of the stuff I did for my, my, my Dark Elves, I didn't... Those are the first... That's the first army I painted. I don't kind of enjoy looking at them. Some of them were like miniatures that I should have stripped and didn't. Or they had like bits of glue on it. I should have just chucked them out. You know, somebody just did a bad job with the plastic cement. It's like, I don't enjoy looking at these, so... Is is it worth really kind of having them around? Like, would you have would you have played battle? Did you have enough battle masters to play with?
0: Back in the day, like when I was wee, I had um, you know we we played it a lot. Um, potentially not totally properly, but we played mm-hmm. it a lot. Um,
1: oh yeah, something no, no, I've not mentioned. Something I've not mentioned from my journey in gaming is all these games. I mean, certainly when I was at school, I was never playing. We we got the rules wrong all the time. <laughs>
0: i we'd uh we'd play on, on my pal's um bedroom floor uh that's probably where i got the name for the website but um mm. we, we'd you know you're just set up on the carpet basically almost nothing is painted and it was like um if it was 40k it was you know all those cardboard buildings and i, yeah. I don't think you know we, we'd always deploy so far apart from each other and it looked really cool and that was where all the satisfaction was and i uh, I think we we'd start gradually moving the two armies together, but we'd never even make it. Um, like they would never engage in combat, and we'd be like, we're going out for a game of football. And then when you come back, and his mum's like, tidy that up. So uh, we, really, it was a very pacifist. Uh, style sort of taking to
1: yeah, taking to the extreme what I was saying there about um, it's great to see the armies on on the field. Yeah, so it's I, just, all they're doing is kind of arriving, kind of preening, doing yeah doing the, doing the parade it, across from each doing,
0: other doing the hacker like the New Zealand <laughs> rugby team you know they they got up to the, the opponents and did a wee dance and then that was it
1: <laughs> <laughs> went off for a cup of tea brilliant
0: <laughs> big thanks to Grant there always good to get a fellow Albioner on the show is that what you'd call him, Albioner he's actually from Nagaroth though isn't he? Anyway, just a quick note before you head off back to one of those 40k list-building podcasts I know you like to listen to. Uh, On the last episode, I mentioned I'm doing a wee giveaway of the Beasts of Chaos and Hordes of Chaos Army books from 6th edition. It's open to anyone who lives in or has a postal address in the UK and all you need to do to enter is leave a review of this podcast on your listening app of choice or on Podchaser and then email me a screenshot of it to hello at bedroombattlefields.com. At the moment, two lovely people have entered and if it stays that way till the end of May 2022, they'll be getting a book each. If you want to throw your hat in the ring, you know what to do. Come on, a wee review for your pal here. Right, that's it for now. Uh, Thanks again for listening and we'll speak again on the next one.